Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NFL. Wilson takes the snap, drops back, five-man rush, bullets one, right side of the end zone, it is caught, touchdown, Corey Davis does it again, and the Jets have life. Mahomes does it wrap, caught, striking, touchdown! Travis Kelsey, touchdown, Kansas City, and for the first time in this regular season, the Chiefs have the lead at 7.04 to go in the game. Bridgewater turns, hands to Gordon, Gordon off the right side of the big hole, 40, 45, here we go, midfield, Gordon, 45, 40, pull it away, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Denver, 70 yards for Melvin Gordon, and it is all but over. Stafford again wants to launch, steps up and deals, going touchdown. Cooper Cup all alone up to 10. Touchdown LA. 56 yards. He could have taken that one all the way to LAX. Highlights from the NFL. Was there a more shocking score than Saints 38, Packers 3? Probably not, no. Blew them off the field. Aaron Rodgers, a couple of picks. He's turning into a diva now. Yeah. You got to back it up. <laughs> right. where, where are we going with this? I don't know. I mean, you got the man bun now, and you had all the off-season drama, and then I you know. come out and you sucked? So the only thing I guess you can say is they sucked a few years ago, and he dropped that famous relax line, and then he turned out to be right that year, so... There's still plenty of time, no question yeah. about it. But that was bad. But Winston looked great in the offense. I mean, he wasn't throwing it around like Drew Brees. But what do you have? Four or five touchdown passes? 14 of 20 for 148 yards and five touchdowns. So the 70% very efficient. Oh, you'll take that every time, yeah. man. 148 yards isn't much. But again, it's what we were just talking about with Samson Naku. I mean, you're in front. You don't have to throw it. Win the game. And they won comfortably, 38 to 30. Very, very impressive. No doubt about it. Now, I guess if that's winning comfortably, do we ever say people win uncomfortably? That would be the Chiefs. Uh, and the Niners, I think, a little bit. Yeah. We heard, San Francisco we, avoided a massive Would have been a huge comeback. gag. Yeah. yeah. We, we heard the highlight in there as the Chiefs finally took the lead against the Browns. That was set up by the punter dropping Dude, the... two things. Catch the ball. Catch the ball and get a haircut. <laughs> You're a punter. Catch the ball. I don't want to see your hair... Way down. If you're a punter, if you want to be Clay Matthews, fine. But run around and make plays. You're a punter. The touchdown before that was classic Mahomes running around, throwing an ill-advised pass. That of course was the 75-yard touchdown. <laughs> Mahomes magic. Yeah, he's something. He just felt like they were going to find a way. And then Baker Mayfield with just an awful, awful, awful decision. Eat it. Throw it into the turf. Do something, but don't do that. The Niners game you referenced, they had the massive lead against the Lions. Lions scoring multiple times late, got to 41-33, and had the ball on the Niners' side of the field going in at the 24 or whatever it was they got down to right there. But the Niners hold on and went 41-33. Not before losing another cornerback. And Mostert's hurt again. He's... Hurt twice last year. Hurt again now. He's good when he's healthy, but... Who? 
Their running back, Mostert. Oh, I thought you said cornerback. Well, they had a corner hurt also. Jason they've, Barrett, their oh, top cornerback, tore his ACL. And they lost okay, a corner I, I before you. that. Yeah. I think, these running back I mean, confused me a little bit. There. That's on me. Multiple injuries. Okay. Other games that stunned, shocked, amazed, or entertained you? I was surprised with the ease of victory by the Cardinals. Roll the Titans, 38-13. to Because I view the Titans as a playoff contender. Maybe even more than that. But they control that game start to finish. And maybe this is the year that Murray breaks out big time. I mean, he was the, the single season in Oklahoma. It was the best college season I've ever seen for a quarterback. Uh, number one pick, blah, blah, blah. Phenomenal athlete, first-round bat baseball. And this is his, uh, is his third year? Uh, so, you know, now's the time. because you've been, Especially because you, it's not like uh, Aaron Rodgers who sat for three years. You played. You've been playing since day one, which is what they normally do now. Not all the time, obviously, with the Bears and Justin Fields, but most of the kids play immediately. And so he's had a lot of time with the same coach. Uh, but I didn't think that they would roll the way they did. They just very, very easy. Four touchdowns, and he ran for a fifth in that game. So did everything a Cardinal fan could want. And as long as we're talking about Justin Fields, how quickly will the drumbeat begin for a switch at quarterback in Chicago if they're going to put 14 whole points on the board? Lost to the Rams 24-14 in the I'd time. play him. Yeah, I'd play him. If you're going to rebuild, get out there. I would do with what the, the Jets and the Jags are doing. I thought Wilson looked okay. He got off the shaky start, two of nine. Uh, but then I thought he roused six sacks. He's got very little protection there. They Obviously, they're not in a position to win a whole lot of games. I thought Trevor Lawrence struggled more. Would he have three picks? Yeah, Houston rolled Jacksonville. 37-21 in that one. Ty- uh, Tyrod Taylor, 291 yards, two touchdowns in the win. Getting the chance he didn't get with the Chargers after the... The doc got him with the needle before game one. Monday Night Football, Ravens and Raiders tonight. Kickoff 615. The game's on ESPN. You can listen to the game here on The Zone on 97.5 FM. And we'll have the Raider games for you all night, all year long. DJ and PK. All sprinting away from him and throws right to the pylon. Touchdown, Neil Powell. Brewer kind of looking in his direction. There he is, and it's caught for a touchdown. That's Keithy. And Utah in the end zone for the first time tonight. 20 yards, Utah touchdown. But they do still have that timeout here thanks to Utah needing to burn there. So Hall is going to spin, look for the end zone, and it is caught. Touchdown! Samson Nakua. Hall looking to throw the ball across the middle. Zipped it in there. Touchdown! Highlights from BYU's win. They improved to 2-0. The nine-game losing streak to Utah is over. Cougars knocking the Utes out of the AP top 25 and the coaches top 25. BYU in at number 23 in both polls. We hit this in the 7 o'clock hour. Convincing win, PK. They win the line of scrimmage offensively. They win the line of scrimmage defensively. They win the turnover battle. They win third downs. It's across the board. 
Well, yeah, you put it that way. Well, then obviously the scoreboard is most likely, if not overwhelmingly, going to be in your favor. And that's exactly what it was. We talk about, and we talked about it during the offseason, that unfair or not, BYU is going to have to have a good season to back up what they did last year, even though they've got several guys in the NFL. And it doesn't seem fair, but nevertheless, that season was suspect because they played no P5 and did not have a strong schedule, even though they slaughtered a bunch of people. And those guys, like Zach Wilson, he can't prove it at the college level this year because he's gone now. But the one guy I think that the spotlight is on to prove that you're really that good is Tyler Algier. And so far, yes, you're really that good. You know, you're not maybe uh, 1,500 yards. I don't know how many yards he had last year, but the way he ran... 102 yards and 27 carries, so freaking hard. And Lapini could tell it too, for that matter, running very, very hard. I got to give both those guys credit. But I think if Algier, if he stays healthy and follows it up with another 1,000-yard season, then last year, I don't care who you played, that was not a fluke at all. You're a pretty doggone good running back. He had 1,100 last year. Yeah, and if he and so far, so good as far as I'm concerned. He's right on pace for it. And of individually, if you're going to single out one dude, because Wilson's gone, it's Algier. And I was very, very impressed with the way he ran. Picked up some big yards late in the game in that one. His yards per carry was really pretty low, pretty pedestrian, but you always hear, you know, wear him down over the course of a game and go get the yards you need at the end. And, and I thought he and did. they did. Yeah. And they did. He got to 102, but I think it was like 22 carries, 60 yards or something that like that late in the game, but they needed to go get the field goal, make it a two-score game, and they did it. And Jaron Hall also ran the ball well. 92 yards rushing for him, 231 for the team. You know, that's a number that's going to make the opposing coach sick to his stomach, especially when the opposing coach is Kyle Winningham. But any coach is going to flinch when they see their team give up 231 yards. Well, rushing. I expect Hall to be able to take off and do it very, very well. The fourth and eleven run early in the game was it? Awesome. That was a big run. That was a big play. He's got to pick his spots. I don't want him taking off willy nilly. I want him taking off when it's right. And the times he did, they were right. Eight for ninety-two. He stayed in single digits. So now it's Arizona State. Both teams nationally ranked. Both teams two and zero. Somebody is going to get to three and zero and feel awfully good about themselves next Saturday night in Provo. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Fake the handoff, throw to the outside. Devin Tompkins got room to run, and he's off to the races. Here we go. DT to the 30, 25, 20. Touchdown, Utah State. Devin Tompkins takes it 75 yards to the house. Holy smoke. Going to hand off. Andrew Peasley's going to keep it himself, and he gets to the 50, 40. Oh, he's going to go. 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Andrew Peasley. Captain himself and rolled right through the North Dakota defense. Nobody laid a finger on him. Highlights is Utah State again. Comes from behind, down double digits. Last time it was 12 in the fourth quarter at Washington State. This time it was 14 after one quarter at home to North Dakota. Down 21-7. They had a 90-minute delay. About 75 of it for the Lightning. Another 15 because the lights went out just as the Lightning stopped. 
Finally, North Dakota got going and Utah State didn't. But starting the second quarter, well, they took over and ran them off the field. It's old news for Scotty G, man. He's had some beautiful memories when the lights go out in Logan, let me tell you. hey <laughs> It was great. I had a great Friday night, man. Went to Eccles Theater, saw a little big town. Awesome, awesome show. They held the game for you, too, so you got to watch it, too. You thought you were going to miss it, but as it turned out, I had until midnight. Down in my lap, I was covering my hand. I had it on the, on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw it, and then I got home in time and watched the end of it. And, uh, yeah. Logan Bonner throws for 390 yards, four touchdowns. He had the one pick. Utah State at Air Force. Mountain West play starts on Saturday. Did you see the line for that one? I did not. The Aggies are 10-point dogs at Air Force. That'll be 5.30 p.m. on FS2. I'll be watching. You've got it. Not everyone does, but you've got FS2, so you can see it. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. DJ Johnson in motion across the formation. Give it a dead. Oh, it's going to be a throw. Wide open. Touchdown, Oregon. In the end zone. Nobody near Maliki Matavao. And he scores his first touchdown for Oregon as a freshman. Snap. McKee throws. Middle of the end zone. Tremaine caught it. Touchdown. Bryson Tremaine put six more on the board for Stanford. And snap to Cooper. Looking down the field. He's got a man. Caught it. He's free. Phil Yall Johnson at the 10. At the 5. Touchdown. 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 There are no flags. Touchdown pass on the final snap of the game. Jacksonville State has won it. Jacksonville State beating the barely interested Florida State team on the final play of the game. Reaction time there wasn't very good, PK. But another case of I'll take the check and I'll take the win too. The money game goes against the home team. It's only a matter of time before prime time is coaching there. We'll see uh, how he will handle it when he gets that offer. If he's going to stay at the historically black college. Or go try to fix the Seminole football program. All those highlights started with the win of the week for the Pac-12. Oregon goes to Columbus, Ohio and beats number three Ohio State 35-28. The big bad Buckeyes beating it home. Huge win. I mean, there was three surprises in the Pac-12. I didn't expect Utah or SC to lose, and I didn't expect Oregon to win. And yet there it is. Yeah, it happened. And on that play, you heard the the play action fake to C.J. Verdell. That was set up because he had their first three touchdowns in that game, including a 70-whatever yarder it was. It was a long one, 77, I think. And uh, that sets up the play action later, and they get out of Columbus with the win. So they were number 12. They are now number four as they vault up in the uh, the rankings. All this means is now we know we'll have a one-loss team in the playoff. That's the win to hang the hat on for the conference? No. Ohio State will get in. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, they changed the rules last year for them. So when you say we, it wasn't Pac-12 fans. It was all college football fans. I misread the we. Correct. Who you were representing. The the world knows now we'll have a one-loss team team. in. Oh, it was early. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're going to say on Clemson and Ohio State. Okay. But they, they at least Ohio State had some offense, and Clemson looked awful. 
But yeah, maybe so. Notre Dame stays undefeated, but man, did the Irish cut it close. Trailing Toledo with two minutes to go, and they just went down to 75 yards in three plays and scored. So that took about 30 seconds. But Toledo scored the go-ahead score with a minute 40. Yeah. And, and getting back to the one loss thing, oh. if they deserve it, I do think they should be in. I don't the think fact, if you play a big brand, a big name team and lose early, I don't think you should be penalized if you win the rest of your games. Because they could have played Akron. Yeah, but the point you were making there was that Ohio State and Clemson will get the benefit of the doubt, and the Pac-12 teams with one loss don't get the benefit Probably, of the doubt. Probably, yeah. That's really the the complaint. I mean, the truth is we know there's going to be a one-loss team in the playoff because now that it's a four-team playoff, you never get four undefeated teams. You're not, you're not going to have four teams roll through 13 games undefeated. Most likely, no. No. But I appreciate that Georgia and Clemson are willing to play, and I appreciate that Oregon and Ohio State are willing to play. Absolutely. I'm not an Ohio State fan by any stretch, but I appreciate that they would schedule the game, and then they lose by a touchdown, so I don't think they should be eliminated. Top 10 showdown, Iowa and Iowa State. Iowa State buried by turnovers. Four of them, including a scoop and score for Iowa, Iowa wins 27-17. The Iowa Hawkeyes have now beaten their Big 12 rival six straight times in the in-state game. That's a bad look for us. (laughs) For the Big 12? Yeah. (laughs) I am going to have to get used to just going through Big 12 scores now. I look forward to it. I know. It's another league to follow. It's another set of storylines. We need stories. I wish it would start next season. One storyline everybody was following was Arkansas whooping up on Texas. And the Twitterverse had a very good time with that. Texas wants the SEC money. They can't even beat the worst team in the SEC West. All those takes were flying around. And Arkansas won convincingly. 40-21, to 21, the final score. Yeah, but it's going to be a while before they get in the SEC. Will Texas, as an SEC member, even face a Nick Saban coach team? Well, they're going to go to the other division. I don't even know when they're going to play, so I guess sitting here I'd have to guess no. I mean, I think they'll be in in two years. I know they've got to iron all that out, but even then I don't know how long until they play him. And he's saying to be 70 years old. Yeah. Yeah, So the point is, let's not draw conclusions on how they're going to do in the SEC now. It's like, how how the Utes going to do in 24? Who knows? Who cares? Except Texas has been, as Barry Trammell has come on and told us, our Big 12 correspondent, Barry Trammell. No, but this is Sarkeesian's second game. Yep, it is. But Texas has been going through coaches doing this kind of stuff. Will Sarkeesian even be coaching in the SEC at Texas? That? (laughs) I would guess yes on that, but depends on how quickly they get in and how much they negotiate that down, I suppose. Miami narrowly averted the upset bug. They beat Appalachian State with a late field goal, 25-23. So, had some teams getting off the hook. And then we had the Florida State of the world, who did not get off the hook. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Scherzer, three balls, two strikes. Hosmer, the hitter. Here's the pitch. Swung out and missed strike three. 3,000 strikeouts for Max Scherzer, becoming the 19th pitcher in Major League history to enter that very exclusive club. A standing ovation inside Dodger Stadium. 
Max Scherzer into the history books. Standing ovation from those longtime fans who've rooted for him his whole career. But he does deserve it for 3,000 strikeouts. That's an enormous number. Had a perfect game into the eighth inning, gave up a double, finished with the one hitter, and had the immaculate inning, nine strikes, all swinging, PK. Padres did hit some foul balls. But nine strikes, three batters, three strikeouts. Yeah, this guy's turned into Bob Gibson all of a sudden here with the Dodgers. He's been very good, but he seems like he's upped his game at 37 years of age. Well, you would think that they will align their rotation to get him in the wildcard game if they can't catch the Giants, and you can't catch the Giants if they never lose again. Seven straight wins, a perfect week for them. Okay, but if you can't catch the Giants because they never lose again, then who cares who you pitch? Because they're never going to lose again. Right. So, so it doesn't matter. So get shirts are ready for the wild. But it doesn't game. matter. If they never lose again, then you're going to get them. the regular <laughs> season. I see where you're going. <laughs> That'd be something if they go through the playoffs. Or they have to go through like 11-0 and 0 to get there. <laughs> Who does that? The Giants do win again. Wilmer Flores homers. San Francisco swept the Rockies. Now they sweep the Cubs. Line them up and they'll knock them down. They're just speaking too early, man. <laughs> well, that actually that could that could be. Uh, did you see Donovan Mitchell uh, tweeting this morning? No. Uh, let me get this. I do not follow good, Donovan Mitchell on Twitter. Good morning to everyone except Yankee fans. Hashtag LFGM. Let's go Mets. Sort of. Let's fetch and go Mets. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess they won he, two he, out of three. He's a Mets and, fan, and yeah, and one Sunday, so fun game last night and it had some stuff going on with uh, Lindor thinking that the Yankees are whistling to steal signs and then Lindor hits three home runs and, and Stan hit one and virtually crawled around the bases so you had that thing going on I like what Aaron Boone said about it eh, boys will be boys Jays, Sox, and Yankees battling for that wild card Yankees are out right now, the other two teams are a game in front of them so the heat's on the Yankees yep Seattle and Oakland loitering in that wild card race as well. Three games back. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL loses at LAFC. LAFC wins all three games in the series. The three goals RSL conceded, soft, softer, and softest. Not good on any of them. Conjugated soft. I like it. Yeah, there it is. It just, it just kept getting worse. Gave up a goal like 19 seconds into the fastest game. Fastest ever in the history of the league? I don't think it's the fastest in the history of the league. I think uh, it is the fastest conceded. Is it really? Okay. That's what yeah. I read. Let's see. Uh, KSL. RSL's road trip to the City of Angels had a little bit of everything from the fastest goal in MLS history oh, there it is. to an own goal decider yes, to a new formation. Goal. Yes, they played a 3-5-2. Both teams were shorthanded. Oh, Rocky injuries, Long, I think he authored that. 3-5-2? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he did. That would be playing defense with 10 guys, I don't think. I don't think Rocky Long ever thought that was a good idea. He always wanted to get the 11th guy out there. What was it? What did he go? The 3-2-5? Three, 3-3-5. Three, 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 yeah, whatever adds up to 11. 3-3-5. RSL goes to San Jose Wednesday night, 8.30, and then they'll be home on the weekend to play Seattle, and they got discount tickets if you want to deal. 18 bucks for Nick Ramondo, who's going into the Utah Sports Hall of Fame in war number 18. So. You can honor him that night? Yep. Retire his jersey? 
I don't know about that. They're doing that. It's on the down low. What I haven't heard game? that. Ooh, Saturday? I think yeah. it's actually earlier. I think it might be seven instead of eight. I will have to check on that for you. Okay. I've been taking them one game at a time, PK. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman. The Utes problems. We will get to them with him next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The head coach of BYU, Kalani Sataki. Even if coaches did handle it the same, wouldn't you expect your players to kind of feel the emotion of this game and handle the week differently? Yeah, coaches may say, hey, it's just another game, but the truth is everything else outside of them says it's different, right? So the way the fans handle it, it's way different. So I say let's just embrace it and let's have fun with it, man. If we go into it saying, hey, this is just another game, that sounds great on paper and in print, but the truth is, we know those guys. There's a lot of guys on this team that are really familiar with them, that are friends with them. I, me and my little brother, TJ, were playing here, and our oldest brother was playing at the U. So that makes a difference. And so why would you ever try to change that? The fans know each other. They're in the same households. So let's just have fun with the whole experience. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to talk football with Nick Ford, the University of Utah offensive lineman, joins us every Monday morning on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Nick, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Okay. Curious how you are after the loss to BYU and a loss that, uh, you know, Kyle Winningham talked right after the game about losing the line of scrimmage. You know, we've heard a million times nothing good can happen in the passing game and the running game if the offensive line doesn't perform. I'm wondering how much that wrecked your whole weekend, so to speak, to use an old line. Uh, you know, you can tell you with a grain of salt. Um, there's a lot of things uh, on film that was good. There's a lot of things on film that were bad. There's a lot of things that people on the outside don't understand that people on the inside do understand and, you know, give credit where it's due. And, uh, you know, it's on to the next week. Can't cope. Nobody feels sorry for us. And, you know, it's a disappointment and uh, definitely going to improve from that. So you've already looked at the film, obviously, in a situation like that. It's a late-night Saturday game. What is your schedule like the next day and even into the beginning of the week to get to learn from it, but yet to make sure that you're prepared going forward? Yeah, you know, they give us uh, Sunday off. Sunday's our day off. Uh, we have treatment recovery on Sunday. Uh, Monday morning we get in and watch the film, address what we need to address, uh, start getting the jump on you know, the following week's film, and then we go from there, whether it's uh, conditioning or weightlifting or practice, uh, you know, it's all set out from there. So I thought the offensive line intermittently, there were some big plays, obviously. Uh, there were some rushing yards piled up by Makai Bernard, so you did some good mm-hmm. things. But the consistency was clearly an issue. What what happened there? Because it was just kind of fits and starts. Uh. I think it was a combination of uh, missed comms and also, uh, you know, them just having good calls to our, uh, our plays 
Um, you know, the, their stadium was loud a couple of times, and I think it missed confidence maybe twice. Um, and then on top of that, uh, there are certain fronts that, you know, we couldn't block, whether it's, you know, we have empty protection, which means we got five guys that bring more than we actually have to block. And that kind of gets to my point of, you know, people on the outside don't really understand offensive line play or, um, you know, some type of twist or whatever where they're bringing more guys to a side than we actually have in the moment in time. And we got to adjust on the fly, um, you know, which we'll do a better job at. We're going to address this week. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of fundamentals and techniques that go on with the offensive line, which is, uh, it's, you know, not seen by the average person. Well, for sure, yeah. How much does Harding get involved in terms of the technical aspect to make sure that stuff is cleaned up? Uh, he gets involved a ton. You know, he he saw the film. We all saw the film. We obviously know, you know what needs to be addressed, whether it's a, you know, a fundamental one-on-one block or, you know, a twist, a blitz pickup, whatever it may be. And uh, that's one thing that he'll address when we go out to practice and we see it on film and he'll, uh, he'll get it instilled into us and fix it. Well, to your point about nobody on the outside really understand what's going on, Kyle Whittingham has said it after multiple games, win or lose. The interior O-line thing is the hardest to see during the game, and he wants to see the film before he says definitive stuff. But now that you have, do you think it was – it's probably a mixture, but was it more guys getting beat in the one-on-one battles or was it more the scheme stuff you talk about? Uh, I think it was – kind of split you know I think that uh you know some of the scheme we were put in that bad position where we had to adjust and at times we did and at times we didn't and then other times you know people just were miscommed or did um you know something slightly wrong and somebody tried to cover for somebody and you know ultimately that lost their responsibility because you'd much rather have um uh, you know a two three yard game than a tackle for a loss so I mean I think it's a good combination of both, and it's a it's a good lesson for everyone to learn from. How set is the offensive line? Because we know that those guys that were in and out of the lineup uh, and going forward, do you think that everything is squared away in terms of personnel? Uh, I believe so. I mean, I know Coach Hardy won't get the best five that's out there. Um, you know, whether that's uh, you know shuffling the offensive line this week or keeping it the same. Uh, he's going to get whoever does the job the best uh, that particular week in the spot and play, and he's going to do it re- relatively quick. Um, I think that's that's his biggest thing. And, um, you know, going into games and whatnot, he, he likes to have offensive line set, so he'll find the right guys for the right job. You know, the game got off to a bad start, but the Utes had a chance to take the lead there uh, late in the second quarter. You had a fourth and two. If you convert it and score a touchdown, you probably go to the locker room up 14-10. But they stop the fourth and two, and then they drive the length of the field, and they go to the locker room up 16-7. So it's a huge swing. Fourth and short's been an issue, and it was again. What what happens on fourth and short and uh, it goes wrong too often? You know, it's everything. It's everything it's from... You know, you got a four, fourth down and short is is not a pretty sight. If you if you run the ball, you know everyone's going to be right there. If you pass the ball, there's going to be a lot of pressure. You got to win the one on ones, and they're going to drop out of the pressure, and it's going to be tough to find it. Um, you know, that's risky territory. No one, you know, really knows about. You know, we study film and whatnot, and you see how people play. 
um, that fourth and two in particular, um, you know, the box was loaded. Um, it got loud. Uh, that was one of the plays. There's a miscom, and um, you know that miscom because the crowd noise, and then uh, them loading the box on top of that, and you know they had the right play call called for either ball carrier, and you know it was it, that that play was a perfect example of you know there's miscoms, there was a good scheme calling by the other team, and you know ultimately the job didn't get done. So now you move on to San Diego State, and interestingly, they are playing in Carson in the old uh, Harbor area, right yeah. across the freeway from where you grew up. There, uh, how's that going to be? As far as this is going to be the ultimate home game for you, it's practically play, <laughs> practically played at Daniel's Field. Yeah, <laughs> you know about Daniel's Field. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> um, shoot, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. You know, uh, I'm not the type of person to get too hyped into playing home versus away, you know, it's, it's always awesome being able to have my family and friends from back home come support, and, you know, my dad and friends already sent me a list of who wants to come, so it's going to be <laughs> cool to see, you know, a little contraband up there, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, and I'm there to do a job, I'm not there to, you know, have fun, so I could have fun afterwards, say hi, and say my goodbyes, because, you know, it's a, it's a business trip, so when I get out there, it's, it's all ball, and then I'll have you know, maybe like 30 minutes before I get on the plane back home. <laughs> well, there aren't very many teams that have ever played uh, a series of games, and they're playing two years' worth of home games, two hours from campus. So there'll be plenty of seats available. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody who wants in should be able to get in. For sure. How many people will you have there? Oh, I think my list right now is at like 20-something growing. So what do you do? Do you get tickets uh, from teammates? How's that work if, if they want to get freebies to get in? Yeah, basically, you know, we get a lot of amount of tickets on our team. and We get a lot of trade them throughout the team. And, you know, we take care of our seniors and juniors and help other people out, especially people from the area. So, um, you know, I'll just get some tickets and then have them come out. I'll sign their name and then go to time. So have you watched much uh, San Diego State film yet? Do you know much about them? Oh, yeah, you know, we do get a little jump start on them. We see, you know, how their defensive front likes to play, what blizzards they like to bring. And, uh, you know, then uh, coaches go up and game plan, and we go out to uh, practice and, you know, start instilling the things that they want to instill. I don't really count last year as a full season. Obviously, it wasn't because of the situation. But the year before, you lost early. Now, it was a conference game. BYU wasn't a conference game. But mm-hmm. from that point on, there seemed to be a refocus, and you didn't lose again in the regular season. You guys went 8-1. and one. Do you think that this is something that the BYU game, even though it's not a conference game, obviously it's an in-state game and a lot of emotion on that, that there actually can be some form of refocus to understand what's at stake going forward? Uh, yeah, no, for sure. There's going to be a lot of refocus. I mean, a lot of the boys are already talking about it right now. And, um, you know, there's only there's only one way to not even, you know, get the taste out. But, uh, you know, go, you know, what happened on Saturday. And that's uh, go out and, you know, continue to do things that we need to get done. And uh, our ultimate goal is the Pac-12 championship. You know, we're taking that one week at a time. But we really understand that right now that's the only way to kind of, like, dull that taste. And really, that's the only uh, mindset that we have right now is that every single week we've got to go one on um to make it count. It didn't look like there was the improvement from week one to week two that people would hope for or expect. 
did you feel like there was, and if there wasn't, what has to be fixed so we're not having the same conversation after week three? Uh, I feel like I feel like there was a good amount of improvement, but there was a lot of sticky situations. So we, you know, that improvement wasn't being able to be seen. Um, you know, whether that's a, a game plan thing from us or them, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of things get fixed, got fixed. But the, uh, you know, you, you see a new thing every single week. So you know, previous the previous uh, wounds from the uh, Weaver State game, you know, those doesn't really show back up in the next game. But we obviously had some other type of wounds come there. So I mean, you know, you got to take every week with a grain of salt and. Uh, that's what we got to do, especially as a team, is, you know, address those mistakes, identify them. And once you identify them, at that point, you need to fix those mistakes. And those mistakes shouldn't show back up again. So every mistake that we've made in Weaver, we should have made in, uh, you know, the game that we had the other day and the game that we had uh, the other day, we should have made in San Diego State. And they're on their fourth. And that kind of brings you back to your point of, you know, you had that one loss uh, non-conference and then go 8-1, and that's kind of, you know, how you do that, you build off of, you know, your mistakes and just get better. Otherwise, if you have recurring mistakes, that is that is what is worrisome. Yeah, for sure. Now, and obviously it wasn't the outcome that the Utes wanted, but just from the fun standpoint, how fun is it to play in a stadium with so much hype, 65,000 people, blah, 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 all the emotion that goes into that? Uh, you know, it's, it's fun for sure. Like, I'm not going to lie. Um like you said, you know, it sucks and that's not the outcome we wanted, but that's that's a memory I'm going to have for life. It's a memory everyone's going to have for life. Um, you know, props to them. I give credit where it's due. You know, they, they finally broke the streak and, you know, that's, that's good for them. Me me personally and, you know, a couple of my teammates were 3-1 and one, not to, you know, rain on the parade or anything, but they had an awesome game. Um, looking at, you know, the players, I know some of them. I mean, Samson Nakua, for example, big props to that guy. You know, he was talking a lot of smack and said, oh, I'm here to beat the streak. And, you know, he did it. And I, you know, I don't hate him. I ain't got no hate for him. That's my brother. I love him. You know, we'll always be friends. And that's probably something we're going to joke about, you know, years down the road. Um, and it's definitely, it's definitely memories. And, you know, it's bittersweet for sure. Well, Nick, we appreciate a few minutes this morning. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you again next Monday morning after you've, uh, Gone home and played in front of all those friends and family. For sure. Appreciate it. Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman. It's funny because, you know, obviously the adrenaline and all the emotion was so strong and they're going to have to generate some of their own because, you know, expecting San Diego State fans to drive two hours to go see a game, probably not going to happen. No. As it hasn't. uh, And, but yet, that's the situation. So I wouldn't think, what, 10,000 people, maybe? Tops? Tops. Five. Five? Five. So you're going to basically uh, a Mexico, dead atmosphere. New Mexico State, it's the opener, so it's exciting, but it's New Mexico State. So yeah, but they're not no going to have anybody. Whatsoever. They're not going to bring anybody. And, and it does depend on how many Ute fans show well, up. Well, there's going to be a bunch of Southern Californians and California people on that are on the team. Their families are all going to go. Yes. This is going to be the one time you can... All right, maybe bring, seven. Bring, maybe seven or bring eight. them all. Maybe seven or eight. No, High literally, school coaches. literally, yes. And literally, there will be seats for everybody. Yeah. The yeah, place yeah. will not be half full. Right. I can't believe that. So I'm expecting that there might be, 
the rare home game, away game, I mean, in which you have the majority of the fans. Could easily happen. Because I'd have to count them up. the very definition of a smattering of people, and it does feel like when the camera pans the crowd on a punt or something like that, that you can count the individual people. There was nobody there for New Mexico State. Well, when Chip Kelly's saying, where are the people? You know. This will be the biggest (laughs) crowd San Diego State has ever drawn in Carson. (laughs) Since they had no people last year and a smattering for New Mexico State. How many games did they play there last year, though? Three is, or four, is, they, but, they didn't, but they yeah. didn't have people. I mean, last year was their well, playing so empty stadiums. Yeah, I got it. Right. Yeah, I understand that. So attendance I, I, was, maybe they let in family and that, so maybe they had 200 well, people or did. whatever. Nobody did, so yeah. that doesn't really count. Right. So it actually worked out. It wasn't as bad for them the, the, with the pandemic last year. They actually <laughs> rushed the whole stadium thing to take advantage of that silver lining. Oh, We're not going to have yeah, anybody. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it was... Otherwise, it probably would have been one more year, but they they sped everything up. And that's great. That's great for the program to get it back to where uh, they need to be there, obviously, and uh, get that stadium going and get finished uh, for the program. But, uh, yeah, I expect a lot of Ute fans there. They're going to have to generate their own emotion. And I wonder here, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be fine, and I would suspect they win. I don't know that. I thought they would win last week. But I wonder, like, for we've seen in the past, definitely have seen it. It was tangible, the big game, and then the next game being flat. And I can remember the f- that we went down to Tempe, and the Utes just got rolled by the yeah, Sun Devils after that. they had that right. big emotional win against the Utes. And I'm wondering if the Cougars, they've got a guard against that. Now, it's at home, so it's a little different. And I suspect you should have, I don't know what the crowd should be, but I suspect you should have 60,000 people, right? At least. Why not sell it out? Why not? This I is agree. what you've been waiting for. There's a ton of momentum. They were selling that stadium out 40 years ago, and there were there's double or triple the people living in Utah County alone now. There's so many people who can snap up those tickets. And that's a great game. They're both nationally ranked. They're both two and zero. For the old timers, it's a school you got history. Now you'd have to be pretty solid old timer to have some history with them. Oh, I hated BYU when I was eight, like eight, nine years old. You, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> you were in New Jersey and you didn't even know. You didn't follow either school. <laughs> but if I did, I would have. <laughs> You followed Notre Dame and you read about Rutgers, and that's, that's it. I wonder what this Rutgers thing is. They don't seem to win very much. Kid turned sports page. All right, DJ and PK. Lend Right Mortgage will be live Friday morning right here on our show to help you get the lowest rates on your new mortgage or to refinance. Listen Friday morning and visit LendRightMortgage.com for more information. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Blake Anderson, Aggie football coach, coming up at 9.30. Another come-from-behind win, another double-digit deficit, and another victory for the Aggies with a big rally late. We will talk with him about starting slow and finishing fast at 9.30. More reaction from Ute and Cougar fans to the rivalry game next. Stay with us. 
It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. After a disappointing loss in the Holy War, the Utes look to rebound as they hit the road to square off against an old Mountain West Conference rival in San Diego State. Catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 4 with a postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! Than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Snap the Cooper. Looking down the field. He's got a man. Caught it. He's free. Phil Yall Johnson at the 10. At the 5. Touchdown. 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 There are no flags. Touchdown pass on the final snap of the game. Jacksonville State has won it. That's the Chevy Strong play of the game right there. A stunning end and a big upset for Jacksonville State to win at Florida State. That's the play of the game. Know it today at 4.50. And you can win fabulous prizes on the big show. College football starting out unpredictable, PK. This is good. We were all complaining about the predictability, but Clemson lost. Ohio State lost. Yeah, but they're playing big-name teams, though. Those two are. Somebody's got to lose. I, I get it. It's a surprise. But it shouldn't be season ending. That really bothers me if now Ohio State loses neither one, one of us, game. Okay, but neither yeah. one, we can sit here and argue, but neither one of us believe that that is season ending for Ohio State or Clemson. And it shouldn't be. If they, right. Uh, I want to be encouraged. I want them to be encouraged to play these big games. Yes. It was a huge game. I made sure at 11 o'clock on Saturday, or excuse me, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock too, but at 10. Sure, you were still watching at 11. You didn't give up. <laughs> I was watching. I did go down and play golf at Hobble Creek. Uh, Those are the big the games, game. and everybody wants them. We know other years that have opened without them. There have been a pretty good number of them this year. Everybody wants them. <laughs> there have been a pretty good number of big yeah. games. The big good. game this week is a conference game. Number one versus number 11. May there be another upset, please. Well, who the hell is it? Florida and Alabama. <laughs> Seen the spread for that thing? Yeah, Tucano's. <laughs> nice. Bama by 15 and a half. Come on, Florida. I need my unpredictable season to continue. I like when I'm watching a game and all of a sudden a score comes across the ticker. They cut in with an update and show you, you know, a touchdown for another game. And it's like a little jolt of adrenaline like, whoa, what are they doing in front? Where's that game? I got to go see that. So Idaho, Oregon State isn't going to do it for you? Not really, no. <laughs> Every game can't be a big game. I get that. Got to play some of these, but there've been there've been multiple big games this year, and there've been multiple upsets. Both hmm. the the Stony Oregon, Brook, Oregon, the Oregon, yeah, right, the Oregon Ohio State. That's like a team on the second tier, Oregon beating a team on the top tier, Ohio State. Oregon's usually really good, okay, then that, but they don't get in the playoffs like Ohio State. very exclusive then. I agree, but Ohio State and Clemson are on it with Alabama. Okay. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. Those just, teams have separated. you got like five teams on the top tier. That's it. Oklahoma. Yeah, it depends, I guess, on whether you put Notre Dame on the top tier or not. Because Georgia's second tier. Mm, Although they've been very, to a very high tier. Very high second <laughs> tier. They're top second tier or 
bottom of the first two. I would, if I'm a fan Georgia of Georgia, not I had, take it. Georgia has not had Clemson success. They have not, but okay. Only Alabama has. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even Ohio State and Oklahoma are jealous of Clemson. Great, great run that they've had there. And yeah, okay, the, the thing that I like about this week is, by and large, it's last week of conference. A non-conference, last, I last week of the non-con. That's a, yeah. There's a few conference games scattered there about, are, but there are. just a few. But I like conference games, uh, and that's why I'm so excited for BYU in a couple of years to have conference games. They just, in addition to have a big non-conference, too. We're going to have to start the Big 12 report. Who in the Big 12 impressed you? Who in the Big 12? Because that's basically what we do in the Pac-12. Who impressed us? Oregon? Right, but with the Big 12, we got to get out of the Texas-Oklahoma yes, because can, who cares? I agree, because they won't be there for very long, if at all. But Oklahoma's going to impress now, so we need to wait. It's a little different. We need to wait as far as that goes to get them into uh, where they're going. And TCU then, stopping the two-point conversion to beat Cal? That was one of those Big 12-Pac-12 grudge matches. Mm-hmm. TCU, there were a yeah. bunch of big plays in that yeah, game. Dad. Cal's defense. What happened to Cal's defense? Supposed to be all that. That was not impressive. They're giving up big plays because they were way out in front in that game, and they gave up a long touchdown right before halftime. Let TCU back in the game. I like BYU being in the same league as TCU. We have some memories. There, memories obviously. of the Mountain West for sure. Yeah, Gary Patterson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Matt Wells. If he can keep that Texas Tech gig. We'll know him, too. Be Morning. Familiar. How y'all doing? Yeah, be some familiarity. <laughs> Although they were sweating with Stephen F. Austin. Needed a fourth-quarter touchdown to win that game. Well, Stephen A. Austin, I mean, they, they got a good program at their level. Stephen F. Austin. But. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Once I hear Stephen, and if I hear an initial, I always go A. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. More football, more college football next. Stay with us.